0: This is The Social Geek Radio Network. Welcome to Social Geek Rockstars. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliate. Today we're talking all things branding with our Rockstar panel, Patty Rother, Brett Larimer, and Ingrid Schneider. Today's episode is brought to you by ServiceMinder, Hughes, and Consumer Fusion. The panel is next right after this quick note about Franchise Expo Houston. Franchise Expo Houston is back at the NRG Center next week, October 7th and 8th. And this year, while you're busy boosting your brand, you can take advantage of their industry-leading education. Earn CFE credits from the IFA while meeting your qualified leads. And I'll be there podcasting from the floor and talking to some great franchise brand leaders. Please join us. Get information at FranchiseExpo.com and use promo code Geek, and we'll comp your tickets. For more information on available booth space, contact my buddy Sheila Fisher at Sheila.Fisher at ComExposium.com. Joining me for today's Rockstar panel, Patty Rother, Brent Larimer, and Ingrid Schneider. Our topic is branding for franchises. Ingrid, let's start with you. Any trends you're seeing out there in the space right now, good or bad? that you would uh, like to share or anything really kind of jumping out at you today?
1: Well, oh, gosh, Patty and I actually had a conversation about this last night, talking about Taco Bell and Wendy's and, the good that they're doing, bringing back kind of the nostalgic feeling, um, mm-hmm. bringing back the Mexican pizza was like Taco Bell's biggest play, and I'm a fan. I mean, I grew up on that stuff in Cal, Southern California, so I get it. Um, and then bringing back like Wendy's kind of nostalgic moments. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the gifts going around with their sun porch and their patio. Yeah, uh, you and I actually passed that back and forth at one point in time, Jack, <laughs> laughing about that. But they're they're talking about bringing back. They brought back Wendy, and they brought back you know the dad, and so it's been cool to watch them kind of play into nostalgia it's something that we've seen a lot of um and branding as a trend right now um, videos also is a big hot button right now um, with tiktok going on just how do you make people more visually um, interactive with your brand and we've seen a lot of that instagram reels aren't going away tiktok's not going away people are spending more time on video now than they are looking at static photos so yeah. it's a big one too
0: yeah, I love that idea of nostalgia, and I think there are some brands in franchising that can play right into that. Um, I think of Pizza Hut too. I, I, it's it's amazing. Have have any of you been to a Pizza Hut in the last few years? I finally went to one, and it's it's way different than it was the last time I was at a Pizza Hut, like twenty years ago. But there was still they're still sort of playing on that feeling and some of their ads that are out there right now, showing the old video games and the old, you know, the old plastic glassware or plasticware, I guess, uh, you know, that you would get your Pepsi or Coke in at the, uh, at the pizza hut back in the day. Um, I I think there's something really interesting there for brands that do have that, that sort of legacy approach. Um, Brett, let's go to you. Any Anything um, really kind of jumping out at you that you're seeing as, as an interesting trend, good or bad?
2: Yeah, I think one positive trend that I'm seeing is better representation in advertising and marketing. There's no excuse in this day and age to not make sure that your marketing materials, whether it's photos, videos, the language you're using, it all needs to be inclusive. You have to really think about who your customers are, what they look like, and making sure that everyone is included in, in that conversation and in that imagery. So it's being intentional with your photography, your video work, the images and things like that that you see in whether it's social media advertisements or your website as a whole. It's, it's time to start tapping into what it takes to be a more inclusive company and how you can visually show that through your marketing and branding.
0: It's actually a really good reason to go back and get rid of everything that's maybe more than, I don't know, two years old, three years old, or something like that. It's like if you haven't reassessed your marketing materials in two or three years, um, it's time to do so for many reasons, right? Absolutely. And, and, and um, what are we going to do with all of these stock images of people with masks on? <laughs>
1: We-
0: <laughs> I mean, I hope we never have to use them again, but I have a bad feeling that maybe someday we will. Again.
1: You're going to come back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I keep those for now, but Brett, that's a really good idea. It's like um, we, we've got to reassess who our clients are and our customers are for a lot of reasons. Um, but um, the, the stock photos you were using five years ago or, or, or God forbid, 15 years ago, Probably time to invest in some in some new images and and, and videos too. Back to Ingrid's point, um, where do you all see um, the time or or maybe the red flag of it's time to do a rebrand? It's time to take this thing and and let's all huddle and. And 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 you know see where we want to go. Is there any sort of red flag that pops up that tells you it's time to have that conversation with the team?
3: I think brands should be looking at this annually mm-hmm. um, because the marketing world changes so quickly. Ingrid and I have conversations about this a lot. Of you know consumer trends are changing. I think consumers are more educated than ever about where they're spending their money, who they're spending their money with, where they're sending their kids. Um, and the stories that you're telling about your brand out in the world need to just be reassessed. It doesn't necessarily mean a full rebrand. It doesn't mean, you know, you're changing up your logo, but addressing who your customer is, is that still your customer? Is that still where you want to spend your money as a brand? And, you know, to Brett's point, do, do your photos, do your videos, do they resonate with the people that you're trying to attract into your brand? And do you know exactly who those people are? Because, you don't wanna be all things to all people. That's, that's what's so brilliant about what Taco Bell recently did is they figured out what their niche audience was and they just did everything to focus on that. Um, whether it was in their design of their new stores or um, the new color palette that they chose, they know exactly who they're targeting and they changed everything to match. Um, so I think brands should be looking at this far more than I think most are. Um, It certainly shouldn't be, you know, 10 years that you've had the same color palettes, same logos, the same fonts, um, the same style, because so much changes in that amount of time.
0: Patty, I want to ask you more about your experience in the past couple of years. You know, my interpretation of Frios Gourmet Pops, um, in all honesty, three years ago or however long ago, I'd never heard of it right? Now, suddenly, here we are in 2022, and I see the brand everywhere. And, you know, you and your team took this brand from just being another brand out there that I was maybe aware of sometimes to suddenly I see it everywhere. Um, Tell me a little bit about that process. How did you get from zero to 60 in a relatively short amount of time? And also, by the way, during a pandemic, (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a lot of little things that built up to to be that way. I think the work that Ingrid did on rebranding was brilliant. Um, I think focusing on the nostalgia, focusing on why we exist, which is essentially just serving out happiness on a stick and being super, super clear about that. Um, and then being quirky and weird and showing up in places that are, that are unexpected. Um, humor is huge right now. I was just part of um, uh, education like podcast yesterday and they were talking about humor and the power of humor and how so many brands are missing out on that. Um, everyone can kind of tap into that, make people laugh, make people smile. Um, if you remember like the Twitter wars that went between a lot of brands where they were like kind of giving each other shit on Twitter and how much that just went viral because they were real people, real humans, not bots responding. Um, and then I think, you know, being really smart about where you show up and how you show up on social channels. Um, We do very specific things on LinkedIn and they're very different from what we're doing on Instagram. Um, We've tried to be really creative with Reels and TikToks and follow the trends and be smart about what we're using and when they actually match our brand and kind of passing on trends that don't necessarily match with what we're trying to do. but i think it's just being creative about where you show up and how you tell your story in the different places that you want to tell your story in
0: i love that idea of humor and if you think about think about insurance companies do you remember it wasn't that long ago where an insurance company would never have a tv commercial or an ad or you know anything even just before social media that was even attempting to be cute or funny or you know, funny animals or geckos or cavemen or anything like that, right? Like, there's no way an insurance company was going to do that. And do any of you see some brands, and, and let's let's focus on franchising here, that are still sort of in that mode where you know we just want to be serious, we we want to be taken seriously, and they're they're kind of missing out on that that fun angle. And any any thoughts on that from anyone?
1: I think there's a lot of brands who are not approaching things with humor and, and lightheartedness. And I think it's more of what the world needs right now, yeah. right? The dumpster fire. And so if we can focus on the moments of joy and happiness and fun and kids sports and doing fun things, it, it builds trust, right? Humor is disarming. It's um, one of my gift things. I like to be a little funny, a little quirky, a little weird, but I also think it's where people can build trust, right? And right now, consumers, trust is at an all-time low. I said uh, The Edelman Trust Barometer reported that only 34% of, consu- of consumers um, trust the brands that they're doing business with. So wow. how do you build that up? What do you do to really make people trust you again? And branding is where trust is built, right? So if you don't have your branding right, people don't trust you. Um, and there's little things like humor that obviously builds trust and showing up over and over again and saying who you are and Really meaning who you are, acting out on what you say you are. Um, so those are all things that I think um, humor can play into, and it's, the trust factor is huge on that one.
2: Yeah. Well, I- and I
3: think to your to your point, Ingrid, like saying who you are and then being who you are, right? Yeah. So to Brett's point, you have to actually act then upon the things that you say. If one of your values is inclusivity, and you know you're just getting your token, you people on your board and token people on your leadership team to show that you're actually inclusive. But if you talk to any employees, they would tell you a different story. Consumers can pick up on that. They read up on that. There's stories all over the internet about ex-employees talking about businesses. Um, there's FBR reports that can tell you the truth. And so the trust factor is huge because you, if, if you're going to stand by something and you're going to say that this is what your brand is about, then everything that you do and every place that you show up has to back that up time and time again.
0: Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Consumer Fusion helps franchises attract customers online with their AI-powered reputation platform. With more than 70,000 illegitimate negative reviews removed, Consumer Fusion allows franchise brands to maximize their digital footprint with reputation management, local SEO, and social media, including automated owner's responses and integrated review generation tools. Get started with a one-month free pilot and learn why brands trust Consumer Fusion with their online reputation. Visit ConsumerFusion.com pilot. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest.
1: I think it's hard in franchise sometimes to get everyone to buy into to the branding because we are selling people and they have their own little individual businesses. Yeah. And so that has to start from the, cult, the top down and work through the culture. Like branding has to be part of the culture, which is a unique situation because in most companies it doesn't have to happen. Your branding starts at the top and everyone just buys in. But getting the franchisees to really own it, if you say that you're happy and that's on a stick like Frios does, are you really that? Skyhawks is a kid's camp. Is it really fun? Are they really inclusive? Are the kids really safe there where they're not, you know, in jeopardy of being picked last and feeling like they're less than? So really practicing what you preach, but then carrying it down to your franchisees is also a huge tackle in the franchise market.
0: Brett, tell us more about that. You've got some great franchisees out there. How do you, how do you get them to you know, sort of follow the brand or or come aboard with something that might be a little difficult for some of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause sort of tying everything we've been talking about this entire time together, we're not living in the same world that we were pre-pandemic. I don't think anyone would would disagree with that. Things are really different now. Um, in addition to the pandemic, there were a lot of changes that happen in this country, especially, Um, and it's really important right now for every company to stop and take a look at their brand, their culture. Are they living the values that they talk about? Are those values in that culture applicable and appropriate in today's society? Uh, With Skyhawks, we were able to take that time during the pandemic to really step back and look internally at what we're selling, what we're doing, what the culture we're building is. We've been around since 1979. That's wow. a long time. It's, it's very hard um, to balance that fine line between being an established older company and still staying fresh and relevant and, and innovative. Um, it's, it's something that you constantly have to be checking in with. And so we've been able to, to really circle back and take a look at our brand Is it fun? We're children's camps. It should be fun if nothing else. Um, So while our camps are fun, it's about how do we find ways to make sure working for us is fun, to make sure the marketing materials we're using and the brand we have is fun. Um, And a big piece of it that comes with that is this inclusion and this accessibility piece. For us, we found that one of the easier starting places was just educating everybody if you totally change everything at the franchisor level and just expect all of your franchisees or your staff or your operators to be fully on board, it's not going to (laughs) fly. You need input, you need perspective and buy-in from your franchisees. I'm also a firm believer that they're the people who are living your business day in and day out. They're the ones interacting with your customers. In our case, it's whether it's our coaches, the kids in our programs, their families, or even just community members, they see the problems, they see the the wins on a daily basis. And so we need that information in order to help factor it into our company culture, our brand, all of those things. And the more feedback and input you can get from your franchisees, it's twofold. One, they're gonna feel more ownership of the process. And two, you're getting more perspectives in there. Sometimes it, at the franchisor level, we, we live in our own bubble. And so it's really important to touch back down at that local level and factor those opinions in as well.
0: Yeah, I love that idea of your brand isn't what you say it is or what the CEO says it is, uh, but it's really what your customers say it is. And and I think we're all in a very unique situation in franchising where um, it, it isn't just up to me to go out and talk to, you know, 100,000 customers. We actually have franchisees out there who are already doing that every day. Patty, anything to add to that when it comes to getting that feedback from out in the field or the team or or anyone else as far as how that would affect changes that you might make with your brand, even if it's something really slight?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think Brett nailed it. Um, if you don't have buy-in from the franchisees and they don't feel like part of the process, it's going to be really, really challenging to get their buy-in, um, even on the simplest things, right? Like here's the monthly social posts for you to post all month long and they're still going to make their own things. Um, I think what's really important and, and what we've tried to do more more of is will we have like an internal Facebook group for our franchisees, uh, where they can ask questions and interact with each other and we can make announcements and things, but we've been doing a ton of polls lately. And it's been really fun to see the feedback. Um, simple things like, what do you think gourmet means? Like when you think Mm -hmm. of a gourmet pop, what does that mean to you? Because we had a lot of franchisees that were all hung up that we weren't making enough gourmet pops. And it was wild to see the responses. Some people were saying, oh, well, it's got to have inclusions, right? It's got to have like whole cookies and bits of fruit and things like that. Or it has to be coated in something like chocolate dipped. Um, some people were thinking extravagant flavor combinations, um, you know, tropical flavor combinations, weird fruit from other countries. It was bizarre. And it was super helpful for all the franchisees to see those responses as well, to understand gourmet means something totally different to each of you. And it also changes based on where you are in the country. So we'll roll out flavors that do incredibly well in the South and are a total flop everywhere else in the country. Um, we'll have, you know, franchisees who sell the crap out of a pickle pop and everybody else like will not order it because it's gag worthy. And so (laughs) Getting the feedback, understanding what's important to them. Um, Even the words that we use, right? We're hand poured, we're gourmet pops. What does that mean to you? Um, Do people understand what hand poured even means when it comes to a popsicle? And is that relevant in today's audience? And do our franchisees actually care if it's hand poured or if it's poured in by a machine? Um, So we're constantly trying to do fun things and, and again, like use those internal polls, We'll ask them for flavor ideas, which is my favorite part. We have like a huge book in the office of really fun flavor ideas that they've put out and their kids have brought us. Um, But I think, yeah, just interacting with them as much as possible. And one of the things that, you know, Ingrid and I were chatting about too, is a lot of franchisees don't realize that their personal branding is super important um, and is something that they can really, really take off on while staying kind of in the guardrails of branding. Um, So making sure that your community knows your story, knows that you used to be a nurse and you left your job to go do something that was in your control and you have kids and you're involved in the chamber and you give back every Tuesday. Um, They need to know your story just as much and utilizing the channels that you have to make sure that there's a face behind the brand is so important. I love I was telling Ingrid, there's a Culver's down the street from us. My, my daughter's mm-hmm. obsessed with Butterburgers. Um, and they tell you who the owner is right on the door. You walk in and it says owner operated by whatever, and it's a plaque on the door and it's on the drive through window. And I just think that's so important because often consumers don't realize that franchise brands are actually run by individuals. They're run by families. Um and making sure that your community understands that can be super impactful to whether they book you or not, because now you're not this large chain, you're actually a small business owner and part of the community. So I think capitalizing on that is something that a lot of franchisors can encourage their franchisees to do more of.
0: I love that idea. I've, I've gotten in a few arguments on uh, local Facebook groups about, uh, no, this isn't some giant chain owned by someone in New York City. This is a local guy or a, a local couple or someone here in our little town that that owns yeah. that place. And, and everyone needs to remember that. And it, it's amazing that just having the plaque on the Culver's door probably does more for pushing that idea of local ownership than anybody in our government or media or any anyone else really understands right now I think yeah. I think doing yeah. that at the local level is is so important Patty you mentioned personal branding um, something that that uh, I'm a, a firm believer in and uh, I don't think enough of our colleagues in the industry really uh, do enough of right they they kind of stand behind their brand and um, I'm always encouraging people to, you know, get out there and, and develop their own brand and let everybody know a little bit more um, of what you're about. Do any of you have any suggestions for people who are struggling with that or or maybe trying to develop their own brand here inside the franchise space?
2: I am a huge fan of personal branding, a, a very firm believer Um I'm lucky. I get to work you know, in, in the youth sports industry, which means I can live out my personal passion of, of working with kids through sports, through my job. Um, and uh, a few years back, I actually came across a book that talks a lot about developing your own personal brand and then how you can take your personal brand and combine it with the company you work for. So in franchising, that's super important. It's how can you take if you're a franchisee, the overall franchise brand, and then add your personal brand to it. And that's, that's your own specific twist or flavor on the business. Um, the, the book I'm referring to is it's, it's a curse word. I don't know if I want to say that, but it's it's called business bit or no boss bitch by Nicole Lappin. It is so good. There's an audio book on audible. If you want to just listen to it, but it talks about her journey, identifying what her personal brand is, and then how she started using that throughout her career, all kinds of different places that she worked. Um, there's, there's some really good takeaways. It's, it's a book I like to go through from time to time when I need to check back in on my own personal brand, definitely one I'd recommend.
0: Excellent. We'll check that out. I was uh, uh, had the opportunity to have dinner with a, a few of our friends in franchising uh, a couple of weeks ago in Dallas and we shared some pictures on Instagram of that dinner and the, the the first bit of feedback I got from my colleague Jake was, what are you wearing? Where's your black shirt? And I'm like, I'm just kind of testing the waters out here. We're, we're a white <laughs> shirt today and uh, I won't tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing. working, everybody. It's working. Um, before we jump off of here, and, and again, I want to thank all of you for, for joining the Rockstar panel today. Any final thoughts on branding or, or what maybe some uh, franchise brand leaders need to look into or, or maybe some things that are coming our way that could be opportunities for them to really improve their brand over the next few months?
1: If you haven't had a brand sprint in the past two years, you need to do one. Um, we've all been a part of them. I think the four of us in this group, Um, it's life-changing. It It is. (laughs) um, You have people that are speaking into your brand that, um, either have or have not. And the ideas that come out of that are monumental and can change, change and shape your brand. Um, and it can say like, yes, we're going in the right direction or no, we need to like take a 360 and Turn around, or I guess it would be a 180, and go the other way. Um, I don't know. It could
0: be a 360 I mean, because maybe, be. maybe you were going in the right direction <laughs> just at the wrong at the wrong altitude. I don't know, right? Um,
1: I, I never claimed to be a mathematician. I claim to be a marketer a
0: brand. <laughs> right. That's why that. we're that's why we're in this space. Yeah. But um, Ingrid, it, it was. It was an amazing experience for me to do a brand sprint with you just on the Social Geek brand. You and Brett uh, really helped me out with that. And, and it, was, it was eye-opening and uh, uh, just something that I, I learned so much at. And I would encourage everybody to check out this sort of thing that could really make an impact on your brand or even your personal brand. Ingrid, if anybody would like more information on maybe how to connect with you guys to do a brand sprint at some point, where can people reach out to you and and learn a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, you can email me at Ingrid, I-N-G-R-I-D-M, like Mary Schneider, S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on LinkedIn. It's Ingrid Schneider. So would love to help anybody and work through that direction.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much for that. And Brett, if anyone's interested in learning a little bit more about Skyhawks and some of the things that uh, you're working on there, where can we learn more and where can we reach you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You can learn more about all things Skyhawks um, just at our website, which is SKYHAWKS.com. Um, Same with if you have any questions or want some help or ideas about adding a little bit more inclusion and accessibility into your brand, um, reach out to me as well You can contact me at blarimer, which is B-L-A-R-I-M-E-R at skyhawks.com.
0: Very good. And finally, Patty Rother, um, what on earth is happening at Frios these days? And if, if we want to connect with you, where can we send folks?
3: Yeah, you can follow us on any of the social pages. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, we're just at Frios Pops. And then I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Most folks can find me there. Um, Happy to help anybody with anything, have a conversation um, anytime.
0: All right, very good. Thank you all for being here today. And we will catch up with you very soon down the road. Thanks so Before we go, quick word from ServiceMinder. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is The Social Geek Radio Network.